Welcome to Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that offers motivation and inspiration to act, speak, and think in ways that make a positive impact on your life. Each week, we bring you a message or a guest that offer you tools to live up to your full potential. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me. I am so grateful you are here. And I have a wonderful guest on today, Monica Frederick. And we are going to dive into a little bit about her business and how she got started and a little bit about her journey. Welcome, Monica. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for joining me. Um, so I think like the first question we should just dive in and I want to just let the audience get to know you. So tell me a little bit about yourself, your journey, um, you know, where you came from, how you got started. And I know you have a podcast and a website. So yeah. kind of just start from there. Yeah, yeah. So I, like like you had said, my name is Monica Frederick, and I am currently a confident, a personal confidence coach, life coach, and a podcast host, just like you had said. Um, but my journey was fraught with uh, lusts and turns and rights and all of that. It's uh, kind of a little bit all over the place. And so I won't uh, bore you too much with all the nitty gritty details, but I will go back a little bit because it does kind of have to do with where I'm at now. And so I grew up um, extremely poor, like in poverty. I'm talking, you know, I lived in a trailer that didn't have water hooked up, like running water hooked up to it or um, heat hooked up to it. And I lived in Kansas City. And if you know the Midwest, it is very cold there in the winters. It's frigid. Yes. And, um, <clears throat> and so because of that, as you could probably guess, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. It was just my mom and I. And so um, I spent the majority of my adolescence on food stamps and uh, government welfare and just kind of scraping by, got my first job at 15 to pay the bills um, to help my mom cope and deal um, because she was working through her own issues thanks to don't want to get super dark and depressing here. I promise this does lighten up a little bit at the end, I swear. Um, but she was dealing with her own issues because her boyfriend was abusive and he was also abusive to me as well. And the reason I bring all of this up is because I had grown up with a very, very warped sense of self-worth. Um, I, you know, when somebody tells you that you're worthless from a very early age, um, you, and they tell you that over and over and over, that's all you know. That it's like somebody telling you the sky is blue. Well, you know, it is blue. Like you look at it and that's just how it is. But if somebody tells you that, hey, you know, the sky is green and they tell you that from a young age and they tell you that over and over and over, you're going to go up to somebody else and be like, yeah, the sky's green. And they're going to look at you and be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. Um, so I, I had grown up with this very warped sense, like I had said, um, of self-worth. And so I went into adulthood thinking, okay, the only way that I can prove my worth is to get off of welfare, um, you know, have a, the American dream, really, um, have the 401k, the benefits, the job with the fancy title, um, you know, spending a million years at a company, basically all of this. Um, and so my worth and my 
um, kind of self-image and my self-esteem was tied directly to my output. It was tied directly to what I can produce for other people because I didn't feel like I could just exist on my own um, without paying for it, if, that's, if that kind of makes sense. Sure, um, like your worth was tied to money and, yes. and production. Yes, I had a lot of limiting beliefs about myself, about just money, exactly like what you said, for sure. I had a very tattered relationship with money. I'll just say that. Um, and, you know, a very limiting belief about just life in general. And so I was determined not to be that girl anymore. I was determined, you know, I was called white trash when I was growing up, things like that. I was determined not to be that person. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And so I go into adulthood, um, starting on my own fret kind of fresh, clean slate. And what I did was I just became obsessed about my job. Like nothing else came before, um, my career. I started, um, at the company that I'm, that I was just at, um, when I was 18 and I started from the bottom and kept working up, kept looking for that promotion. And so if anything came up, um, you know, I always ran it through the barometer of how does this affect my job or how like, oh, I can't go out tonight because I'm pick up another shift at work or things like that. You can kind of see where I'm going with this. I, sur I surrendered all of my time and my effort um, and my sanity for my career. And it's not their fault. Um, you know, it's nobody's fault. Um, I was just very eager to have that title and to have that status because like I said, I, I felt like I wasn't much without it. Fast forward a few years and I get to a point, I'm with a company for years and I've climbed the ladder. I've even moved across the country um, for a job. I've never been here before. You know, I never, I'll, I have never been where they sent me. I didn't have any friends there, family, nothing. I'm like, oh, you need somebody to go here. I'll go take me, you know? Right. So I got to a kind of breaking point probably sometime last year where my health was declining because I spent so much time at work. Um, I didn't spend any time exercising. I didn't have the energy to. Um, my relationships were failing because I was so tired. I couldn't even think about getting on the phone to call my best friend who lived, you know, back in Kansas City. Um, I couldn't even hold a real conversation with my husband after work just because I was so exhausted. I gave my job every best part of me and I didn't even think twice about my own needs. And so I got to a point to where I had gained a lot of weight. Um, I just felt horrible. And th at that point, I knew my lifestyle wasn't sustainable. And so that's when I started my journey. I'm like, I've got to do something for myself. That's where the website was born. Initially, my idea was to help women become healthy, um, mostly just physically. Um, sure. But then it kind of morphed into, you know, I'm still focusing on my outward appearance. I'm still focusing on what I present myself as to the world. And so that's where I really started to wrestle with um, limiting beliefs and just life purposes and things like that. And once I got to a point to where I could kind of coach myself out of that, that's what I do now for other women. I teach other women, you know, I think we get so bogged down in small details. Um, 
to kind of, I, I teach to kind of bring ourselves back out of that. So I, I hope that wasn't too long of a story for you. And I promise, like I said, it did have a happy ending so far. So <laughs> uh, no, I, I love that you're vulnerable and that you, you know, share a little bit about your growing up and, you know, being um, poor and on food stamps and not having running water. Um, and it sounds like, you know, your whole life, well, I don't want to say your whole life, but in your career, you were very self-sacrificing, you know, just diving into everything you could to make money or to, to climb the ladder because of where you came from, because you were so determined to not be poor on food stamps, you know, live in a trailer with no running water and heat. So that's kind of what drove you to where you, yes, where you were going. Okay, so I really want to step back a little bit, Monica, because I love that you shared your journey, but I would love for you to share some of the steps you took to get to where you are today. I know you kind of coached yourself, but what did you do um, to get there? Yeah, well, it, it wasn't an easy journey, and I'll be honest, it's one that I still work through every day. Um, you know, first is uh, for, for me, anytime that I, anybody, myself or anybody has a goal, there's always three things to kind of tackle, to tackle the mindset, set an intention and take action. And so I spent a lot of time um, in the intention part. I didn't go in the, quite the right order. I'm like, okay, great. I want to do this. I want to help women. I'm going to, I'm going to do my own thing. I had no idea what any of that entailed. I thought I could just you know, start a website. I thought starting the website was the hardest part. I thought the uh, technical setup of a website was going to be my most difficult part. And boy, I was I wrong. <laughs> um, just doing your own thing and, and being, you know, your own boss, like things like that, like, oh my God, it gets so much more technical, like beyond the technical, it gets so much more difficult down the line. But um, the reason I say that is because as I started kind of crossing these paths that I'm like, Ooh, okay. That was not a part of my uh, vision that I thought this was going to take. Um, that's where I had to retrace, like kind of step back and retrace and think about my mindset. Like, cause limiting beliefs would continue to pop up. Like, Oh, I'm not smart enough to do this. I am not clever enough to do this. My I'm too small. The market's too saturated. Yada, yada. I mean, it just, I mean, you can, like, we can spend all day talking about like what the thoughts that ran through my mind. So basically I knew at that point I had to truly believe that I could do this, that I could be the person that could quit the job, that I could be the person that could actually help people. Um, Or the fact that anybody would even be interested in what I had to offer and provide. And so I had to tackle that first. And then that's where I'm like, okay, so now that I believe this and I'm going to try what are, what's my main vision. And so then that's where I really think about the end goal because there's a Ted talk by, uh, Oh God, I can't remember his name, but he talks about, um, working from, from your vision, not to your vision. Um, and I really wish I remembered who he was, but, um, basically just, keeping your end goal in mind and working from it, like you've already pretty much achieved it. And that's hard to do. Um, but at that point that kind of helped remind me, okay, so this is where I want to end up. What steps do I need to take to get there? Like kind of backtracking 
little bit. Um, so, okay, what's the step before that? Okay, what step do I need to take to get to that step? And then creating an action plan. So like I said, it's about mindset, intention, and action. So, you know, once you conquer your mindset and like I did, I had to conquer my mindset. Then I had to set the intention of, you know what, I'm going to do this. This is going to be good, et cetera. That's when I needed to take inspired action. So you just kind of reverse engineered your your whole progress, I guess, is what we can say, is you just kind yeah. of, you started with the end goal and reverse engineered it backwards to where you are, you know, to where you want to be. Yes. And keeping, I, I, I had heard um, somebody say this, and maybe Stephen Pressfield or somebody like that, but basically asking like, you know, if you were a pro at what you were doing, like if you were already the best at what you want to do, how would you act in this moment? And I'm like, Ooh, dang, like that really changed it for me. <laughs> so what are some of the things that you do to believe that you are that, you know, what were some of the steps that you took to, to change that belief? Um, journaling, praying, meditating, writing, you know, what, what were some of the things that you did? Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually you, I feel like you listed a lot of them, okay. <laughs> um, but you know, I'll go a little bit deeper into all of them. But um, for me, the first thing that I did was write down my actual vision. And so I, I truly believe that in order to achieve any sort of long-term goal um, or vision or things like that, you have to clearly be able to picture it so much so to where you can just close your eyes and you can taste the type of food that you're eating. You can smell the air around you. You can feel like you can just see and it's like you're almost there. You're almost like when you close your eyes, you can transport yourself there. If, I know that may sound a little a little uh, meta or a little uh, woo-woo, but I'm telling you that for me, that was like a place where I needed to start because on all of those days where I'm like, oh, I'm tired, like I don't want to, I don't want to make this Pinterest image. Like I don't want to do, you know, I don't want to um, have to record this episode, whatever the... Um, whatever came up that's when I had to go back to that and I'm like how do I get to that vision um so creating not only a vision but actually writing it down and so for me I have my vision of where I want to be in um five years written on a piece of paper right next to my um right next to my computer so that way I can look at it every day and I know this may sound a little crazy what I'm about to say coming up next but I also write it down every day I write a condensed version of it in a journal every single morning every day i write down you know i'm a new york times best-selling author i am a top-ranked podcast host i am you know x x y z whatever it is that i want to accomplish um you know how much money i want to make things like that all of that gets written down every single day and what i do is i write it in the present tense i write it like an affirmation like it's already happened um because for me when i would say something especially if for example, I'll use losing weight. I had, I struggled to lose weight for so, for so long. And so I would always say something like, Oh, I will lose weight or I will exercise. I will, you know, eat healthy, things like that. But when I changed that, I took the word will out and I just say, I am healthy. I do exercise. Like I do eat properly. Like if I constantly say that to, to myself, um, my self-conscious like picks up on that. And then it automatically 
it, it, it takes a while, but then your brain starts to kind of like re rewire itself in order to make what you're saying to it a reality. I love, I, I love that you share all that because you and I are on the same vibration. I mean, if you could see my desk, I have all kinds of little sticky notes and, um, you know, index cards and affirmations about everything that I want to do, but I'm, I write it down as if it is happening already, as if yes. I'm already doing it. Um, same thing with the money I want to make, the the goals I want to achieve. I always, I already try to live in that moment and hold that vision. And so, when you tell me that you're holding your vision, I I completely understand it. <laughs> you're talking my language. Awesome. Yes, I love that. Um, and you know, it, it's so much more powerful than just this abstract, uh, you know, this abstract, oh, I will someday do it, you know, in your mind, because if you will do it, when, you know, if not now, then when, right? Right. Well, um, one of the things that one of my mentors said, um, that said to me was, if you want to do it, that's where you will stay wanting to do it. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. I loved that good. because, good. you know, well, I want, I want a million dollars or I want a new house or I want a new car or, you know, I want wh whatever it is that you put, that's where you'll stay is wanting it. Oh, that is good. I'm going to, I'm going to actually write that down. <laughs> that, that one's going on the uh, inspirational wall here. I'm going to remind yeah. myself of that one. <laughs> Ooh, good. You're teaching me stuff here. I love uh, it. <laughs> no, this is, this is great. I love what you're sharing because this is all the things that I believe in and that I speak and, and practice. But um, tell me a little bit more about your coaching and your podcast and what you do, who you serve and how you serve them and um, a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll start with the podcast first and I'll start with kind of like um, who I will actually you know what I'll backtrack a little bit. I will start with who I um, work with first. When I, like I said, when I first started, I was focusing on helping women um, who wanted to become healthy. And then that has kind of, that has evolved into somebody who they struggle, a woman who knows that, um, you know, a good future is possible, but maybe she doesn't know exactly what that is. Like she wants to do something impactful and meaningful with her life and she wants to feel fulfilled, but she doesn't know how to, the steps on how to get there. Um, you know, that can seem so overwhelming. Like when you have that feeling of dissatisfaction or you are just not feeling fulfilled in your life, sometimes it's not obvious where that's coming from. You know what I mean? Without a, um, third neutral person to kind of take a look at your life and be like, okay, so tell me about this. Like, what do you feel about things like that? Um, being able to actually narrow it down because like I said, we can focus so much. So on the very small, tiny details, um, that we, it's hard for us to be, um, like a bird's eye view, like take a bird's eye view of our life, um, and see the whole big picture of where we were, where we are and where we want to go. Sure. And so that's who I, um, help in this world is just when I, I, on my Instagram, I call them gals with goals. Um, oh, but somebody, yeah, thank you. But just somebody who, um, a woman who, like I said, they have goals, they're in the, I will someday do this. 
And so I help those gals narrow down into I am doing this or, you know, I am this and breaking down action steps on how to do that. Because uh, like I said, it's it those three things, like once you got them, you're good to go. And so um, a lot of that is conquering things like limiting beliefs and being okay with who you are and who you show up as in this world. And I, when the podcast came up and about, I'm like, okay, how can I convey, you know, this message of, you know, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be authentic, you know, and do what you want to do. Um, How do I convey all of these things? And I'm like, okay, as I was going through um, the name of my podcast, I'm like, what is it going to be called? And I eventually got to the name Imperfection with Intention. And that's what my podcast is called. Um, And I called it that because I am thinking like, okay, in order to kind of be able to accomplish what we want, we need to be intentional with what we do. But even if we're intentional, we're not always going to be perfect. Um, You know, we're, we're human. Life is messy. Like we're not going to be able to get up and kill it every day. So what, you know, if we backslide a little bit on a day, how can we get up the next day and then be a better version of that? And so that's where the podcast came about um, is just helping people realize like, that you can take a step back um, and you can still be intentional, but you can also realize that it's okay to not be perfect at what you do, because guess what? Nobody else is, you know? Right. I love that you said, you know, just be a better person every single day from, from where you are starting from that morning. How can I be better than I was yesterday? Um, Several years ago, I worked for, one of the best managers that I've ever had (laughs) his motto every single day when he would send out emails and, you know, get us on phone calls and stuff was sled S L E D suck less every day. (laughs) I love that. I know. And it just like, I, I still, to this day, I think about it. We actually gave him a gift as a, a sled and put, you know, sled on there and put suck less every day. And, he hung it in his office, but I, I just loved that, you know, like every day I want to be better than I was the day before. Yes. And you can make the decision to do that. It's all within your own. Um, it's, it, it's within your own power. I think sometimes, you know, we can get to a point to where we're like, oh, the environment, like because of this happened, I can't do it. Or, you know, oh, there's no way I can do that because of X. But it's like you can improve yourself every day. That's up to you. Right. Like what's the next best step that you could take to get towards your goal? Yes. Yes. Um, so Monica, you want to like give us some tips and tricks on changing your mindset. Some of the things that um, maybe you help with your clients, maybe like a little bit of a first step that they can, somebody could do. Yeah. Um, there's a few different things. I'll, I'll tell you about what I usually do. And then one thing that I'm experimenting for in quarter three that I'm doing right now, and that's working out pretty well. So um, one of the things that I kind of start with is you've got to know who you are. And I know that sounds kind of like a strange question to ask, but can you answer the question, who am I? and not use qualifiers or your job description. And when I say job description, I don't mean just career. It could be, you know, your place in the family, like your title in the family. Like, you know, a lot of uh, women I work with, the first 
couple things they say or who they are to everybody else. So I'm a mother, I'm a Christian, I'm a, um, you know, I'm a, a nurse. They, they list things that um, have to do with their family, their job or their environment. And so what I would say is turn that inward. If we can't use qualifiers and, you know, we're trying and not thinking about who we are to other people, who are you to yourself? Like what are some of your core values? And so knowing this is important. So that way, when you go through and you question yourself of if you can do something or if you should do something, you can reflect back on core values. So what I mean by that is things that make up your personality that don't change regardless of if you change your job title. So, um, you know, for me, when I think about who I am internally and my core values, um, I am compassionate. I am giving, I, um, because I, I want to help make the world a better place. I'm empathetic. Um, you know, I, that you can start to think about who you are deep within. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. I, um, I actually do disc profiling and behavioral analysis, which is getting to know who you are, like your characteristics. Well, and it's so funny because you think you would know that, but when I ask clients like, Hey, who, who are you? Like, can you describe yourself? Like what words can you start to use to describe yourself? And then that's where we kind of get into a lot of times it's, it's so sad, but oftentimes when the first things they think of are, you know, negative terms, like I had a client um, that I had started working with who she, she didn't quite know how to answer. So she's like, Oh, I'm kind of lazy. Like, you know, I need to lose weight. So I'm pretty fat. Like these are the words that she's using to describe herself. Um, And I told her, I'm like, okay, the fact that you had a kid at 14, you know, you never spend money on yourself. You are giving back to your community. That is not lazy. Um, Just because you don't get up and work out every single day. That's one very small aspect of your life. So you're going to use that one phrase in that one teeny part of your life um, to describe who you are as a collective person. Mm -mm, Girl, No. (laughs) So that's why, you know, I always love to be able to take clients out of that small, because like I said, we're always just focused on, if there's one thing wrong with us, like one tiny area of our life that we don't excel in, that's, it's like, we're almost, uh, we almost just gravitate to that instantly. Like, oh, I can't do this. So that's who I am. Like the way we do everything in life. If there's something we want, we gravitate and focus on the thing that we want instead of all the things that we have, which just kind of going back to gratitude and journaling, that's what keeps me focused is all the things I have, not all the things I want. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, we could do like a whole episode on just (laughs) gratitude. Right. I didn't even have a chance to, yeah. Gratitude journaling, like, you know, a few, few questions too late, but I mean, that's so critical, but I mean, I'm glad you brought that up, but it's, it's all that's doing things like that is a huge way to um, improve your mindset. Right. Because it's like when you, I use this example, um, probably like three years ago, I bought a red car. And so what I noticed every time I drove around is, oh, there's a red car. There's a red car similar to mine. Oh, there's another. And so you focus on things that you know, that you put, that you put in your mind. I didn't notice like the 500 other cars that were driving by me that were all different colors. I'm noticing the red car because it looks like mine. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you know, for 
anybody that hears the phrase law of attraction and starts to roll their eyes like, oh, I can just, I, I, I know, you know, there are some people who are like, no, that's a little too woo-woo for me. <laughs> What's a little bit scientific here? I mean, that's an actual function in your brain called the reticular activating system. I mean, this is something that your brain actually does is when it starts, exactly like what you said, you know, when you start to focus on one area, that's all it sees. So you know what, if, if let's say that you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you know, you, you, tr you stub your toe on the way to brush your teeth. And then you're like, you know, dang it like that, that's going to like screw up the rest of my day. And if you keep focusing like that, then your brain, you're telling yourself, your brain, like, Hey, you know, I, I had a bad start to my morning and I think this is how it's going to go. So look for other things that are bad. And then that's all you'll see is bad sure. yeah. only things that don't work for you. But if you start your day with gratitude, like, Hey, you know, I stubbed my toe, but at least I didn't break it. I didn't fall down and like fracture my elbow, whatever it, you know what I mean? Like even small, like silly stuff like that. If you're, if you're telling yourself like good things and it, like you had said, you know, you'll only start to see that. Right. Right. It's, it's just the way that our mind controls our body and controls our, our everything else. Every, you know, your thoughts control your actions. Mm -hmm. And I will say just real, real quick, there's something that I'm trying with failure this, this quarter. And I'm trying this new thing of um, being grateful for my fails and having a failure goal. Because I had always been the type of person where if I get a rejection, or I, I um, you know, something doesn't go right, um, and I fail at something, then I just, oh my god, I just focused on it for way too long. And that affected anything else that I did. And that was like, okay, well, I failed at this. So I guess that's a sign from the universe. I can't, I can't go out and do my own thing. I can't be a coach, whatever it is. And so now um, I am tracking all of my fails. And I have written down on my um, monthly goals, I have um, things like, uh, let's see, Oh, speaking about podcasts, one of my goals is to be on more podcasts. So I have like, one of my goals is not to be on three pod, new podcasts this month, but to have seven rejections from times that I pitched myself. Right. Um, and so it's, it's a numbers game at that point. You know, if you continue to try and do what you want to, and it, you keep getting failure at some point, you will get the um, result that you're looking for. Absolutely. And so I've got to say it's working out so well. It's pretty well so far. So I think that's going to be something that I'm going to um, integrate with my clients too. I, I love that. And speaking, you know, going back a little bit about law of attraction, because you and I are completely on the same page when we um, talk about some of the things that we do with intention every single day. So that there's, this is a perfect example of you and I connecting and the law of attraction right here. Yes. We're witnessing it. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. And that's when we had started messaging each, messaging each other. That's exactly what I had thought in my head. I'm like, I, because that's right around the same time where I made this kind of like new kind of uh, way of thinking about goals. And, and like, right when I did that, I'm like, Oh, dang, this is working out. And <laughs> it was just like another affirmation that this is the right direction that I'm going. And the more times that you can look for affirmations and um, the more times that you can look for things going right, that's all you'll start to see. And that's what I'm, that's exactly like what you said, what we're experiencing now. 
Yeah, your, your focus goes there. Um, so thank you so much, Monica. Let me, let's share with my audience like where they can find you on social media and your website and your podcast. And I, mean, I want you to mention it all, but I'll also link it all up in the show notes. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, you can find me where I probably hang out the most at, um, on Instagram and you can find me at Monica chats. Um, that's where I hang out the majority of the time in this social media land. Um, and you can find out more about me and all of my, um, free tips and blog posts and things like that over at monicafrederick.com. And the podcast is called imperfection with intention. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I will make sure to link all of that up in the show notes. I want to um, acknowledge you, Monica, for a couple of things. First of all, for um, sharing this time with me and being so vulnerable with me and my audience and just kind of walking us through your journey of, you know, poverty and where you came from and, and the how that drove you through your um, career and to where you are now. So I, I want to acknowledge you for being vulnerable and just tell you thank you. And, and you know, there's just so much love in this world. So I'm so grateful and blessed that you are here. Ah, same to you. I, I thank you so much for having me. I have absolutely loved this conversation. Um, and I am just so grateful to be here. It's going in my gratitude journal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Monica. <laughs> Wow, what a powerful story. I hope you go follow her and look her up because she is truly a beautiful soul. Thanks again for joining me today. I can be found at recognizeyourtruth.com. I do offer a complimentary one-on-one discovery session for individual coaching as well as a new product that is going to launch in October. It's a new course called Selling on Social, where I walk you through building your brand and selling your products on social media. And the music is Genuine by Julio Ortiz.